0: beautiful people and welcome to the mojo mecca podcast a hub for the exploration of ritual poetry plants and purpose we are here for the deepening of our relationship to the earth for the love of living in a sustainable way for the creation of a global network of minxes seeking more mojo for vulnerability for thriving and for joy Thank you so much for being here, I'm so grateful. Now let's dive into today's conversation. In this session, I share a beautiful conversation with Emily Doyle of Isle Rose. She is a herbalist and a writer who holds gatherings, retreats and sessions to bring people back into presence and back into a reconnected state with their whole, true selves. To me, she really seems to be a bridge connecting people to the majesty and messages coming from the earth and specifically through plants. In this conversation, we explore her journey of evolution and the part that food, nourishment, travel, nature and ritual played in revealing her true self. We dive into ways to cultivate a deeper relationship to plants, how to listen and receive guidance from them, and how to walk in the world with this knowing. We speak about her business, Isle Rose, how she navigates operating a heart-centered business, and tips for us to grow our own or be more organized in the businesses we already run. We explore how crisis is a point of radical revolution and change, If you allow it to be and also how comparison is really just pure inspiration and an opportunity for our evolution so sit back and enjoy this heart-filled episode
1: i grew up in a very well not very big family but a pretty big family and i'm a very middle child i'm i have two younger i have a younger sister and a younger brother and an older sister and an older brother. And I think they're also a huge part of what makes me who I am because I grew up kind of like in a little tribe. (laughs) And growing up in nature, I think, is what has made me feel so passionately about nature and want to protect nature and get to know nature Part of nature and spent time in nature because that's what I did as a child like we would um, always be outside always back in the fields like building forts or playing on the hail bales and biking around and
0: Mm, so beautiful I'm having such strong visuals of that so did you grow up on the island that you're still on now
1: yeah I did and a lot of people that grow up here tend to want to get away like really quickly, because on the island it 's about four hours from one end to the other end, and there 's only one hundred and forty thousand people on the island it 's very small, and the the school that I grew up in between it was from kindergarten to grade nine, and there was only one hundred and seven kids in the school. And so like even my class, I think, had like 19 people. And so it was very small. So one of the first things I did when I graduated high school was I went to New Zealand right away. I got literally as far as I, was, as I could. And started to- What was
0: the cool with New Zealand? Why did you feel there?
1: Um, I actually, all I wanted to do was travel. I just knew I needed to travel. And then I wanted somebody to travel with me and nobody wanted to travel with me. And then eventually my sister, who had a partner, she was, she's was she been with her partner for 10 years now, but at the time it was like um, five. And she was like, I'll travel with you. And I was like, are you being serious right now? Because I'm so serious. Like all I want to do is travel. I want to get away and I want to go see the world. And she was serious. And so she found out about a a work and holiday type thing and New Zealand was one of the options and we were like yes so we went to New Zealand and it was incredible we we bought a van and it actually got stolen within a month and that was a whole other thing and then we got another one but traveling around being free and seeing a new place and seeing how i interacted with myself in these new places definitely was a huge part of me blossoming into who I am and feeling like a type of happiness that I never like kind of knew existed. Yeah. And like a freedom.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. And then my, my younger sister, Caitlin, who I know, you know, um, she was in grade 12 when I left and we had never spent four days apart before I went to New Zealand. She wanted to come so bad because I was going with my older sister and she wanted to like not do grade twelve and she wanted to come with us, but she had to do grade twelve and so I left. But she was like, Emily, like you need to travel with me after. Like we have to do this together too. And I was like, Okay. So I literally went home from New Zealand for about four months. And then I flew to Australia. And that's actually where I really both of us actually really became who we are, or started to become who we are. Um, I had the biggest breakdown of my life, actually, in Australia. started facing myself in a way that I never, ever did. And that, the big thing was I ended, I was treating Caitlin, I was treating Caitlin really badly. I was reacting and taking my anger out on her, and I, I didn't know why, I didn't know why I was doing it because she was the only person I had really. She was like, I loved her so much and she was the only person I knew in Australia and I just noticed I was treating her badly and that just sent me into the biggest breakdown of my whole life and then the biggest spiritual awakening of my whole life. Yeah.
0: Yeah it always happens in those crisis points right?
1: (laughs) Yeah and that was actually right after the um, there was a total solar eclipse up in Cairns Mm -hmm. and we were at that festival the eclipse festival in 2012 and so all of this was happening kind of surrounding that that eclipse and and then, then the twenty twelve energy as well. We didn't we weren't aware of that at that time, but like in retrospect, we look back and being into astrology now and realizing the effects of you know the stars, we're like, of course that was happening,
0: you know. Yeah, right. It's like, oh yeah, actually yeah. I am by also yeah. I'm not quite aware of.
1: Yeah. So cool. it was yeah, it was intense, but so, so, so beautiful um, after, you know, we got through that really intense part. And that then we were in Melbourne at that, once I kind of started getting through the intense, crappy parts of the breakdown, I felt more like myself than I ever did in my whole entire life. Like I, I couldn't even, I never knew that type of like, at home in myself existed. And so that was really, really beautiful. And being in Melbourne, this beautiful, um, artsy, open-minded city, it was really healing for me.
0: Mm. I'm so curious, like when you say spiritual awakening, because it's like we we have those sort of terms for it. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. It's so individual as to like how it feels and manifests in, yeah, in your body and in, in, you know, all aspects of your life. So how did it, how did it really like, yeah, come through? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like we're always having awakenings, you know, it's always getting deeper and I, I don't really call it that anymore, but at that time it's exactly what it was. Like I had never, um, it was, yeah, I opened up to something bigger than myself and realized there was something more. And I just went down, I went deep down the rabbit hole into everything. Um, but what actually really opened it up for me, and it sounds like kind of cliche, but it numbers, like seeing double numbers constantly, but I've seen numbers my whole life, like literally since I was, a kid I would see 44s and people would anytime people would see 44s they would think of me too because I'd be like constantly seeing them since a kid
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: one day I saw so many 44s and like like four 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 everywhere that I'm like what the hell is going on like i was freaked out so i finally googled it i'm like what did this mean and then it just sent me into this like it's like angels and all of this other stuff that i had never heard of and it just got me really excited and i felt really special and then i just went down a rabbit hole of learning all about everything that i could possibly learn about in the realms of spirit (laughs)
0: Yeah, I feel like that's so what happens in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> like you literally just just want to explore all aspects of it all.
1: And and then the other part that really I think um, accelerated it was I read a book on the on the way down from Cairns to Melbourne. It's called Eat to Live and it I Decided to become vegetarian then, and then later on I became vegan, and that that was pivotal for me too. And I think the, I'm not exactly sure what it was. Maybe the way my body it lightened up with having like really high vibrational foods in my body, but diet was definitely a huge factor in what um, helped me reconnect with myself, for sure
0: hmm Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's been such a huge, huge part of my journey too. And yeah. So where are you at um now in terms of health and eating? Like what's your how is your philosophy transformed?
1: Yeah, so I was vegan for four or five years, very intensely. Like raw I went raw for a little bit and that that was great, too. I think it was all part of my journey, but I'm not a vegan anymore. I'm still a vegetarian. I I live in an island that is abundant in seafood. And so I try seafood sometimes, but I've never actually liked seafood, which people are like, like, you live in this beautiful island, and there's fresh seafood all around you, and you don't like it. It's just kind of funny, but I don't. So I just... I eat really healthy though. I eat as much organic food as I can. I have a booth at the farmer's market, so I know like all the farmers and also my dad's an amazing, amazing gardener. So I, I get a lot of my food from him as well. And eggs are a big part of my diet, but it's really, really simple. I don't actually cook extravagant meals, even though the meals I do cook are very delicious and I've just found the, the, the meals that I can pack as much nutrients in as possible and still have it, like, very flavorful. Um, but then the other parts of my diet is, like, I drink infusions every day, and I, I usually start my day with cacao. I drink a ton of tea, and then I take tinctures, and yeah. Mm-hmm yeah so
0: i guess we can kind of flow into your journey with herbalism because yeah i would love to hear what infusions and tinctures that you do take or i guess that you've cycled through (laughs) through the years of
1: exploring absolutely so so diet is actually like what led me into herbalism or was one part of it and that was also in australia i started While I was like kind of raw vegan, I was looking up like, what else can I like put into my body and make my body feel better and stronger and healthier? And I started taking ginseng and I got into tonic herbs and that was really beautiful. And then at that same time, I actually met my friend who later became my partner and he was still on the island. Um, And then when I came back to the island, we started really getting into the plant's that were growing around us, and I just thought it was so cool. actually, I'll backtrack a little bit. I went to a festival while I was in Melbourne, and I went to a workshop at the festival where the girl gathered her own greens, and I remember my mind was blown i I couldn't even comprehend that because i I wanted to do it so bad. i and then it just kind of um, evolved, and I met my partner at the time and he had already been studying the plants of the island and he introduced me to a lot of the plants and then that just got me really, really excited. So I just naturally became very aware of all the plants that were around me. And anytime something would stand out to me, I would I had a book that I could identify it. And then I would do my best to like either make a tea or make a tincture or do whatever I could with the plant and just start um, exploring and getting to know the plants in that way but I feel like this journey is always just beginning because there's it's so deep there's so much to learn each plant is so intricate it's each plant is such a relationship it, I just have become like seeing them just as people and so if you have a relationship with a person for one year compared to a relationship with someone for five years, it's going to be different. You're going you're gonna to know a lot more about the person that you've been connecting with for five years than the one you've been connecting with for one year. So I've just allowed myself to step back and slow down and develop the relationships with the plants. And that has been the biggest teacher for me on this path so far.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting. I was just thinking about the kind of full circle movement that's kind of happening back to yeah. these ways of working with plants again, and yeah, slowing down enough to listen and and then totally
1: putting,
0: um, from that place. And
1: I look back on my journey and. It's just so exciting. I, I get really excited when I find something I'm passionate about and I, I want to know it all overnight. And I just like get kind of obsessive about it. And that's kind of how I was with herbs. And I just dove in and I like, it was, I don't even know. But now I, I look back and I'm like, you know, you can't, you can't actually force, force it you can't force yourself to learn because what it comes back to at least for me is that it's relationships so I have I've found with my path in herbalism is that like I'm very committed to the path very very committed but my commitment it kind of appears to be me taking a step back because I'm slowing it down but the slowing it down is just my commitment to, to knowing that it's never going away, that each year I'm going to be learning deeper about the plants and just going deeper within myself with the plants and just trusting that they're going to teach me exactly what they need to teach me and, I'm gonna, and that that's perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. And how important do you think it is in this day and age, you know, with technology and everything just going wild um, for us to continue to cultivate a deeper relationship with nature and with plants?
1: I think it's the number one thing, honestly. It's pretty much the reason why I do everything that I do because how are we going to protect our mama if we don't have a relationship with her, you know? It's number one if we're going to get anywhere, I feel, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It reminds me of this quote that I saw well, I can't remember it exactly, but it was just talking about like the, that that sort of concept of, of you know, if you're seeing the like if you're seeing the earth as you know, a deity, not a like combination of resources, then then it's like you are going to come into a state of harmony and respect and Mm -hmm. cyclical balance
1: with her. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. I just feel like the more we can, I, I definitely think a part of it though is reconnecting with ourselves because I feel like once we, I feel like if people aren't connected to themselves, it's how are we going to care for the earth? Because I do believe that the way that we care for the earth or care for anybody or anything is usually a reflection how we're for how we're caring for ourselves. Mm. So I definitely find that there's like this dance between really coming back into who we are, but also doing that, with the intention to come back to the earth.
0: hmm
1: Yeah.
0: And for people who are just beginning that that journey back into themselves, what would you how would you recommend that they begin to cultivate that? Mm. It's such Definitely, a big one.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that's a big one. Definitely yeah. intention. I find intention is so powerful. So if you if people are wanting to get to know who they are come back to themselves or learn about the truth of who they are I feel like even just setting the intention just putting it out there to the universe saying I'd have no clue how this is going to unfold but I trust that um, this can happen for me even if I don't know how and That's how I usually go forward with something that I'm not sure how to kind of navigate my way into. I just kind of set the intention and then trust that it'll happen.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I so resonate with that because I think we think we need to know, but really we never know. And I think, yeah, the most powerful prayers are when you, you really just offer it all up and just speak that intention
1: and it's going to be yeah it's it's different for everybody you can never know how um spirit is going to bring someone back to themselves like illness illness is a big one that happens for a lot of people um it could be it could be like a car crash or it could be you know like food for me or it could be i don't know i kind of feel like the earth is calling us back to ourselves like the more I, you know, get back in touch with her, I feel like she is the one that's kind of really um, awakening us back to ourselves because she wants to heal. She wants to heal herself. So part of her healing herself, I think, is helping us open up to heal ourselves. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. Yeah, I know. I do really feel that that similar message when I'm in that space on the, uh, it's like, yeah, she's, she's really calling us back. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah I feel it so deeply. We do. Um, we have this gathering it's called sisters and cycles of beauty that me and my sister facilitate. And we had a session yesterday and we just had our hands, this whole Island is sandstone by the way. And we just had our hands like down on the sandstone and we are just feeling her. We we're just feeling her come up into our hands and I definitely felt her calling us like calling us into that circle like it's so much more than us deciding that we're going to gather into a circle I, I feel like us even having that um, idea or feeling that this should happen is definitely her um, partly calling calling it into being mm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I would so love to hear more about those gatherings that you've been holding because yeah, I've seen some photos and it just looks so <laughs> magic and beautiful and amazing. How did oh, that all thank you. come through, and what does it involve?
1: Yeah, um, so last year I had the um, a download or idea come through me to kind of have an apprenticeship or immersion where women gather each season and we really connect with the season. We connect with the plants of that season. And then we just gather in circle to kind of see how related we are to the season and to each other and to even the stars, just kind of to use the, the circle as a mirror to the cycles that are happening within and without us. So what we do is most circles, we, we drink a plant. Sometimes we know what it is. Sometimes we don't. And we, we develop relationships with the plants. So we just really feel it in our body. We say hello to it. We, we really taste it. Um, Oh, there's there's journey work. Last session, not the one I was just talking about, the one before that, we did a a really intense womb healing, and that was so empowering for all of us to just go around in a circle and share about our womb. So we, we did a meditation, and we went into our womb, and all of us had such different experiences, but we all, it was... So much lighter after we all shared and held space for each other, and then other other sessions we will like do a cacao circle or we'll go on a herb walk. So it's really just about women getting together and coming back to the earth and really supporting each other through whatever we're going through. And usually we end up going through quite similar things or someone will say something that maybe the other person was feeling but didn't know how to put into words and we just all end up like really resonating but it's also very much rooted with the, this season too so we do about um, five or six gatherings per season and this just started we just started in spring and so we're in the summer session right now and we have one left in this in this session and then the fall will come and yeah so it's still unfolding
0: Mm, sounds so amazing
1: yeah it's really special it feels each group it's not the same group each time um which eventually i think we'll get into having maybe one group for the whole year but who knows but it does like for each season the sisters that become that that group we really become one and it you just develop deeper relationships with each other and then even outside of that group we're there for each other you know mm-hmm. and then you see each other in the street and you just know you s- you look deeper it's so much more than I don't know you're after being in a circle, a really intimate vulnerable circle with somebody you, you, you kind of can relate a lot deeper than, you know, if you just met them.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. And I, I so agree with what you said about, um, I just love when I'm in circle, like holding things or just in a space um, just how, the perfect alchemy of people happens and I'm just so amazed by like how like there'll be one person there who have the exact message or medicine to share with someone else and it just you know it's exactly what they wanted to say but they didn't have the words for it or you know like it's it's so beautiful to watch the kind of web and how it weaves everyone together cool.
1: And that's that's the one another thing I'm learning about holding space because I'm really just learning how to hold space and to really just let myself go and just actually let the space be held by the group. you know you know there's there's an aspect of you know initiating the space, but I find when the sisters gather, we we hold the space together. It's not about this is me, this is my circle, this is blah, blah, blah. Like it's – we're all there holding each other and that feels really beautiful.
0: hmm Yeah. Have you – when you began to do it, was it a big kind of – did you feel like a lot of nerves and like resistance that you had to move through or was it pretty smooth?
1: It was pretty smooth because my sister Caitlin, she – we're doing this together. And she has held a lot of cacao ceremonies. So I still find she's holding holding most of the space for this or opening the circle because she's, she's very skilled at holding space. So we, we'll switch up session by session. But I'm still learning, especially not to compare holding spaces because we all hold space differently. And after being in so many of her circles, I – you know, and learning to be like, okay, that's Caitlin's circle. Now it's, you know, how do I hold space? What does it look like for me? And it's just really about coming back into my heart and being as uh, just as real as possible, letting go of how things should look, just being real, just being present. And people can feel that, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but
1: yeah, there's definitely nerves for sure. <laughs>
0: yeah i think the nerves are just a part of it you know for me they do really propel me forward it's like okay this is uncomfortable i'm going to lean into that
1: (laughs) exactly and you know when we're in a group with such beautiful people the people that are called to these spaces are definitely not the people who are gonna you know make you feel unsafe in any way if you're feeling um Like vulnerable from nerves or anything, so I trust that too. And usually, it's there's there's nothing to fear, you know. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would love to sit in one of those spaces.
1: We would love to have you. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm sure it'll happen. Amazing.
1: Yeah, definitely will.
0: (laughs) Um, I would love to hear more about your, I guess. (laughs) Brand, <laughs> yeah um and yeah you recently did an, a name change too so now it's Isle Rose
1: yeah so before that, that yeah I just did a big rebrand um which I took a whole step back from making and selling medicine for about um 10 nine or 10 months because last summer i just got to a point where i realized i wasn't speaking my truth as much as i i really needed to speak my truth and so and i just wanted to take a step back to make sure like this was truly from the heart if this was exactly um what I, I need to be doing. And so I took a step back, I I stopped selling anything. And of course I still continued my own practice of making medicine and taking it internally. And that was another part of the intention is to just deepen my own herbal practice. Um, but now as my, that has unfolded since August, last August was when I stopped And I've really went in, in, inside myself and like listened and found my truth and just allowed myself to let my practice be a reflection or no, my, my, my products be a reflection of my practice. So my... I'm still working on getting everything online. I do markets and I really like doing the markets because I get to talk to people face-to-face and I, I really like that. And I, I, it just takes me longer to kind of like get it on, into the online world and I'm working on it. But I have found since I've started speaking more of my truth with the products, which in at, at the beginning, I felt like, almost like I didn't have permission from myself basically to make the medicines that my soul wanted to make or make, yeah. I I felt like since I was kind of beginning, I just did what I kind of in quotation supposed to. Mm. So like making stuff, you know, for like say immunity tincture or something like something very, yeah, just normal where now I'm, I I like to call it, I make medicine for unfoldment because more than anything, like I was saying earlier, I want people to create a space where they can have an experience of who they are or get to know who they are. So my I want my medicine to reflect that. So I make teas now where on the back You'll find a beautiful write-up. I love to write. Um, you'll find a write-up about how to create a ritual, how to how to set an intention, how to um, how to really connect with these plants and then the tinctures will also be like that. I have like this new kind of like series slowly coming out. It's called Work with and then so each. Tincture will be like work with Tulsi or work with Rose or work with Hawthorne. And then on the bottle, it won't say anything about what the plant is for, but it will just offer a ritual about how to create a space to feel the plant and then have your journal ready so that you can write down what you experience with that plant. Cause so far in my experience the plants always have a personal medicine for us. And that's what I'm really interested in. Like I'm definitely interested in learning, you know, about the plants like from books and stuff. But what comes really naturally to me is listening to the plants. I can really hear them. I can really feel them. I'm really sensitive to them. So I love just feeling them and feeling what they have to speak to me and share with me. and the biggest thing that they're sharing with me is to help people learn how to listen to them for them instead of getting to their heads about it. You know, so I work with pretty safe herbs like that. I'm not that passionate about helping people um, cover up symptoms. And Mm. I know, I know that's like a whole thing on its own. It's just not what I'm passionate about. I find I'm much more passionate about people getting to back to themselves. So I have tried to and I am working on making my practice all around that using plants as a tool to create ritual for getting to know thyself, <laughs> basically.
0: Mm-hmm yeah so interesting yeah I think well there's obviously a place for like the cure totally not the
1: cure but like the you know (laughs) and and there's a place and there's people there's people that are really really passionate about that and it's taking me like a long time to just give myself permission to allow myself to not be that person because I don't know. Like, it's just, it doesn't actually excite me that much to use plants. Like, I believe in it so deeply, like for plants for healing symptoms so deeply. It's just not actually what I'm good at learning, or I don't, I'm not curious about it that much. I'm much more interested in plants for, like, plant spirit medicine, plants for connecting us to the spirit and to ourselves and to our heart and so and and they speak directly to me too like I one of my teas is called the heart portal and I'm really excited about it because I was I was gathering Hawthorne this year and I was standing there with her and just breathing with her and listening and she's like Emily like I am I'm much more than a, a heart medicine you know I am a heart portal i'm a portal to the heart and then it just kind of like blew my mind because like each plant is a portal each plant is a portal to some part inside of us it's a it's a portal to parts outside of us um and so i've for the past year just started um allowing myself to trust that i do hear the plants. Because for a while, I didn't trust that, that I could really hear them. And I I can. (laughs) It's really cool. But it's just trusting myself. And that's what Rose taught me last year. I was harvesting Rose. And I was just, like, really in a beautiful space. And just I was at one of my favorite places on Earth. And all these beautiful beautiful messages that started coming through me and then finally she's I she told me she's like this is Rose you know like this is me speaking to you right now and then she spoke up she's like you need to trust yourself like you need to trust that this is me speaking to you and it was kind of stern almost so I've been using Rose as an ally for trusting myself and that's kind of how I how the plants have personal medicine for each of us. So, you know, not everybody's going to use Rose for trust, you know?
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. Is that is Rose one of your, I guess, closest allies? Is that why you called,
1: like, rebranded to be Isle Rose? Yeah, she's definitely one of my closest allies, which... I still have a lot deeper to go with her, but I I called it Isle Rose because when I tune into Rose, I definitely feel like that's the kind of medicine I I want to embody the most. Um, And then Isle is just Island island because I'm on an Island and our Island Roses, that, that kind of energy is kind of the energy I'd love to embody the most. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that name. So. Thank you so much. It took me so long to come it to, for it to come to me. Like I, that's why I, my rebranding. You know, so much of my my ego was like, oh my gosh, we need this to get going. But then like, no, why do we need this to get going? Like, seriously, it's on its own terms, like just allow it. And because the name wasn't coming and I didn't want, I can't force a name. I couldn't force a name because there would be no point at all to just create a name out of the sky that wasn't meaningful. And then Isle Rose came through and it felt so right. It's so simple, but it really felt like me. Yeah. And it, and when I, it just seems like almost too simple that it took four months to come to me, but I think the simplicity of it is exactly what I needed.
0: How mm-hmm. hmm. how's your journey been with the whole business side of it, you know? Yeah. Getting, yeah it up in... I, I guess more of the the structural side of things that come with running a business and financially and everything like that too how's that open to you
1: um always learning <laughs> I definitely feel like i'm I'm pretty good with business i'm I definitely resist doing the business stuff but I think I made to be an entrepreneur, to run a business. I'm definitely not great at working for other people. So it's a slow process of, like, doing the, the, the receipt stuff. I'm still learning how to do all that. But I don't know. I definitely think it comes naturally to me. It's not as hard, I think, as some. So, and I, I kind of like it. I think it's fun. So I kind of, I'm okay with how slow it takes me to get it perfect or whatever. I don't know if it'll ever be perfect, but to really, and I don't even know if I'll ever do it the way that like business is supposed to be done. I don't know, like marketing and all that stuff. I'm just going to follow my heart with it and trust. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: I've spoken about this with a few other um, podcasts, yes, because I, I seem to feel inspired to have conversations with people who are also creating really heart-centered businesses and in a new way yes. and a new model than is what um, is out there, I guess, and um, modelled to us <laughs> but doesn't yeah feel totally right. I'm
1: actually, I'm actually quite passionate about business too because – I think it's such a beautiful way to to get out there and make a difference. And I feel like heart-centered business is kind of where we are headed. You know, the yeah. m- more people come into their hearts and back to themselves, they'll really feel the people that are speaking and offering services from their heart rather than... Um, just doing it for other reasons because when it's from the heart, it's like it's service. It's not really, it's business too, but I find it's more of a service and we're honoring our soul's gifts by, by doing this, by sharing a business, you know, and it's like the more we offer our true soul's gifts I feel like spirit wants to compensate us so that we can continue Mm. to offer these gifts and, you know, Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how I see it is. And that's kind of how I work with spirit too. I sit down and I'm like spirit, like, and that's what I call like the universe or it's just my word for the greater than. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah. So I sit down and I, I say, Hey spirit, like I love, I love what I do, but, You know, in this world that we live in, money is definitely um, a tool and it's energy. And so can you please help me be compensated for these gifts that I'm sharing from my heart so that I continue to honor you and honor my soul through these gifts? And just praying like that, because I definitely think that that... Um, yeah it's a it's a service and the business is kind of just like what comes after
0: mm. yeah yeah that's exactly how i see it too and mm-hmm. that's kind of the word that i come back to also it's like yeah it's a service yeah and in it like because i'm sure you're the same it's like the ideas and the like everything that you create comes from that place of yeah. vision and of prayer and of, like, listening. So you understand it to be truth and, exactly. and the service because it's, you know, it's coming through in that way.
1: And I think that's when, you know, the success happens is when you, you do listen and that's where you take the action from. I call it inspired action. Like when you're in stillness, in clear-headed, and the inspiration comes into you and out through you instead of just like from the mind. You're like, this would be really cool to do. I'm going to do it. I think we're heading in a direction where the ideas come into us and out out through us are the ones that are going to be more um, fruitful Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: it's kind of like a call to what we need to do in the world.
0: Mm. And for people who are maybe receiving really strong visions of what they need to do and create in terms of business or whatever it is, um, but kind of, aren't as clear with what action steps to take um how would you recommend like what do you do to get you inspired to really just do more of the practical um action steps um that are required i guess to get your visions and your products and everything out there i guess
1: yeah um writing things down is huge for me. Like if I keep everything up in my head, I get really ungrounded and I'll forget. And so like making like an actual list and an actual like game plan is really helpful for me. And then I'll even make like a game plan for the week, be like, I I need these three things done this week. And like, really make it happen so it really comes down to like some discipline as well it comes down to like how bad you want it to happen or but yeah getting it written down is huge for me
0: mm-hmm, same I'm like the mm-hmm. list queen I like revise yeah. my list every day or every two days I'm like okay even if it's just the same thing that I haven't done I'll just rewrite yep. it again until it gets done
1: <laughs> yeah and I, I can be Bad too for forgetting to make my lists or forgetting that it's that important to me, and like even lately i i I'm like Emily, you need to make a game plan because there's definitely i'm moving a lot slower than I'd like to with you know getting my stuff online and and there's definitely probably some resistance there, and maybe a part of me isn't ready or a part of the business isn't ready but I know that it's partially because I haven't sat down and made a game plan because I know that like me having my game plan (laughs) is really important because I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to do this on Tuesday and that's just what I'm going to do. But if it's not written down or I don't have a a plan and even though I know I want to do it, I I kind of have to make a date. Yeah, making a date is good
0: Mm -hmm. for me yeah <laughs> I need to get more into the, the date aspect too <laughs> yeah
1: so. yeah it's kind of funny <laughs>
0: uh-huh. oh, so cool I would so like to hear um or did you want to say anything more about business yeah so I, I I, I was just, writing
1: <laughs> oh I was just gonna say like discipline and I know some structure is really important for how I get things done in the world like really find that like going to bed at And waking up at the same time each day for me is um, really important, even though I found in the summer it's harder because the days are a lot longer where I am and I like to stay up late and then get up early. And anyway, getting up early and going to bed early is – or at the same time each day is helpful for how I keep on point with getting my things done.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, sleep yeah. is so important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> writing?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love, I love writing. And I'm still wondering if I call myself a writer. I, I don't even know. I just, I'm somewhat more of a listener than anything, I feel, because that's when the words come. And and lately I feel like they've been coming through and speaking and I'm still kind of like, how do I navigate that? Do I make videos or do I record things? So I'm still working with that, but it's for me when I get into a place or like when I'm just like feeling the most like myself, I'm usually hearing things um Mm. so whether that comes through as writing or it comes through as like speaking it's just kind of how spirit speaks to me and it's usually it's usually the medicine that I need but I feel like it's also I just call it my medicine and then so it's like literally the medicine I need but also the medicine I share um Yeah, I've definitely felt a little disconnected from it lately as we all have cycles of when things need to be present and when they don't. But it's because I haven't found it easier to access that place in in myself this summer. But when I'm feeling most like myself and feeling most in my flow, writing is always present.
0: Mm. yeah i agree i've actually also been in the phase of not really writing as much
1: recently yeah.
0: but more in the doing more in the yeah action.
1: yeah that's that's same with me as well actually
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and I, I i tune in and i'm like is this okay right now where am i at is this okay and it, i i feel like it's okay it's not exactly what i'd like I'd like to be in the stillness or in the writing phase, but I also know that whatever I'm I'm needing to do right now is very important and to just surrender, basically. Mm. Surrender to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally.
0: I also saw on your website that you offer one-on-one sessions.
1: Yeah, so that's something I'd love to move more into. It's not something that I actually really do that often. It's there if people feel called. I've done a few, but it's not, it's not something that I do on a regular basis. But eventually, I think I'd love to, to do that more, for sure. And I'm not sure really how, how it would look mm. quite yet. But it's there if someone feels called. For sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is
0: it kind of um, guidance? Listening. Yeah, my int- Yeah,
1: my intention with that would be to just if someone feels lost or or confused or just needs, yeah, definitely guidance on their path. I'd love to just offer what has helped me along my journey and just hold space really for me. Like what's helped me is just, you know, writing and a lot of, a lot of letting go, a lot of like coming into forgiveness for myself, forgiveness for my past and just letting others know that, that it's okay,
0: Mm. you know, hmm yeah sometimes all we need is just that confirmation from outside of ourselves that yeah that it is okay
1: mm. <laughs> it's okay. yeah
0: we're so loved
1: yeah what is yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and a huge part too is like uh, of the past too and just be like you know I didn't know at that time you know I didn't mean to hurt myself I'm I'm sorry I'm so sorry and then just like kind of like imagining myself hugging my younger self and I feel like that's even that just simple practice offering that simple practice to others is really healing because a lot of us don't know that we didn't know in the past and that it's okay that we didn't know and that we can forgive ourselves we can let go mm. we can move forward and it's been huge for me to, to hold space for myself in that way for my younger selves and to just sit with them and just kind of like hold their hand and be, be there for my younger selves and c- and just send them love because I feel like they're they're still all in us. And so I have this practice where I, I imagine all my older selves like doing that for me because I'm sitting here doing that for my younger selves. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm going to continue to do that for my whole life. So anytime I'm feeling like kind of weird, I just sit down and I really tap into like my older selves who – are there holding space for me and it makes me feel really good
0: that's so beautiful i love that yeah
1: i i had this beautiful vision one day where i was just sitting down and there was like baby me all the way up to like the elder me and we all like held hands and we all danced and we all just like had this group hug and we just like we're like moving in this beautiful flow and we just we're like we're like a tribe and that is like wow like it's tribe emily like we're all here for each other like so i kind of tune into my own energy and my own self like my full self um to empower myself,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I so love that. Oh, <laughs> beautiful. It just really reconnects you with just the, the cyclical nature of time, too, and the timelessness yeah. that really is the truth. You know, mm-hmm. we are that mm-hmm. elder already, and we exactly.
1: are. Exactly.
0: It's so beautiful to just have that vision, too, and like visioning it.
1: Oh, yeah it was really cool and i'm like oh emily i love you and it's just kind of like a self-love practice now and yeah and it i i the i call it like my internal elder and she's i love like tapping into her and like sitting with her and you know, asking her questions because i asked my friend today i was like Who inspires you the most? And he didn't really have an answer. And then he asked me. And then I hadn't been asked that in a while. But then I tuned in. And I think who who inspires me the most is like the truest expression of who I am becoming. Because it's like I could be inspired by this person, but it's like just this part of them. And then I could be inspired by this person, but it's just this part of them. And then it's just like all these people who have these like amazing parts of them but really they're parts of myself that I am all of these things which is my truest version of who I am so it's really I'm inspired by me you know but maybe not who I quite am yet it's there though
0: (laughs) Mm mm-hmm Would you kind of reflect that also to, I guess, like the spirals and like thought patterns that happen sometimes when we're like on social media and like inspired by different, well, for me, it's like I'm inspired by other, like I'm inspired by you and I think you're so beautiful and, you know, like we have those kind of, I don't know, you just feel so connected to other people, but that's an aspect of you. That is yeah. is wanting to be stepped into or expressed in some way and so I Definitely. think that that's such a beautiful way to look at it too instead of being like oh I'm so jealous of her or like I wish I yes. had that or that connection with plants or you know whatever it is and like there might be some other people who it's like I wish I had her body yeah, I wish I had whatever but it's
1: yeah, yeah, it's so important to kind of uh transform, I think, jealousy into inspiration, and to I feel like voicing it has empowered me. Like, anytime I see you, it's usually women who I'm like very inspired by. I find telling them be like exactly what I'm inspired by like I think you are so incredible your connection to your intuition inspires me so much and I'm excited for mine to you know maybe get to where I see yours is or just like voicing it and usually that will you know create a beautiful relationship with that person and I find the more that we you know, show others that they're being seen by us, the more they can actually see us as well. For a while, I was, anytime I'd be inspired by someone, it would kind of turn into intimidation. And then I would put up my wall because I'd be, I'm not sure. Like, I I would just think they're better than me because I was inspired. Mm -hmm. And then I felt like I wasn't worthy because I was so inspired that, I had nothing to offer because they already had everything, or something like that. So I wouldn't be able to develop these relationships with these people that I was inspired by. But I have found that the more I just let others know that I'm inspired by them, instead of like creating this wall, I've been able to, yeah, be seen too, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's so true
1: yeah
0: yeah i know i've had that same pattern of it's like i don't know what that default thing is it's like if you're inspired by someone else all of a sudden they're up on a pedestal and you mm-hmm. put yourself
1: lower i know it's such a yeah I'm, I'm getting a lot better at it but i think it's because i'm getting i'm seeing myself and it's not that i am putting myself on a pedestal or anything i'm just the more i get to know the people that i'm inspired by the more i just realize that we're all just human you know we're all have amazing things to offer and we all have the things that we're working on and i think the more that we can just be open about the things that we're working on and the things that are kind of harder to us instead of kind of projecting ourselves out to be like we have it all together because nobody has it all together. Like Mm. even if they look like they have it together, they don't. And just like with that realization, I'm like, okay, like this person is really, really awesome. I love that they look like they have it all together, but you know, everybody finds something. There's challenges in everybody's life. It's literally why it's a part of why we're here is to experience challenges and to grow. So, Mm. And And just the way that we express our beauty is going to be inspiring to each of us, and so I've just begun to love everybody's expression of beauty.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. now it's such a It's such a good space to drop into, I think mm-hmm. so many people will resonate with this because we all do it, and I'm sure it's majority women who are listening to this podcast also, <laughs> so yeah. we do it. And you know, we just gotta catch ourselves and transform it into something positive and really
1: yeah.
0: look at those parts in that person that you really would love to embody. And then also look at the parts where like it's giving you an excuse to feel shit about yourself. You know?
1: Exactly, yeah. And
0: look at those shadow parts of like, oh, I'm using this as, you know, a cop out for me to mm-hmm. to really embody my fullest self be honest with all of those yeah aspects that come through
1: yeah absolutely
0: Mm. um I'd love to know on the daily what you do uh, in terms of rituals or practices or Mm. I guess different plants and um yeah, at the moment, what you're doing? Because I guess you know we kind of cycle yeah. through different things, but
1: <laughs> yeah, right now. I feel like I have so, so many, so many rituals. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: what does it look so, like?
1: Yeah, I'll just kind of go through a day in my life, I guess. Yeah. Um. So when I wake up, I always wash my face right away, and I do just like cold water, and then I use Living Libations. Um, best skin ever oil and I love it it's really incredible and then I usually will sit with oh no I'll sit with water I always drink water right in the morning and I make sure to I've learned to set intention with cacao but I after learning to set intention with cacao I, I've been setting intention with like everything that I drink and especially water so sacred. It's literally every plant comes from water. We we wouldn't have any plants if we didn't have water. So I really take my time to honor the water and thank the water and set my intention with the water and then just sit in silence and drink the water. And then I'll sit with cacao because cacao has been so healing for me the past year and a half. I've pretty much sat with it every day because I've I I needed to open my heart and drop into my heart because I've been in my mind for most of my life. And I really feel like I have dropped a lot more into my heart with cacao. And so every day I sit and the intention will change um, each day, but usually like pretty generally my intention will be like, I'd love to be in the deepest place of my heart as possible today. And I will just sit in silence and drink my cacao with that intention. Um, other rituals are I practice kundalini yoga. I I've been I don't actually go to many kundalini classes. I'd love to start going to more, but actually on the island there isn't a lot happening in that area. There was last year. But I do practice one like meditation kriya that I've been practicing for almost a year now, actually, every single day. And that's just sakriya. It's one of the really popular meditations in in kundalini yoga. And that has been extremely, extremely powerful for me, especially with how long I've been doing it because I've never really done anything for that length of time ever so it's just been teaching me a lot about myself and and like about commitment I feel like I've been so afraid of commitment and I I don't feel afraid of commitment anymore committing to something for 30 days or committing to something for six months it feels so easy now which is really cool and um, other rituals. Oh, with the plants, I'll drink infusions daily. So, like the water I drink actually is half water, it's half infusion. So, the infusions will change between like nettle. Usually, it's like nettle and raspberry. And then I'll add different herbs in on top of those ones. And then I'll take tinctures, which is usually again nettle. And I love Shazanderberry as well. Um, and then I love ashwagandha at night I don't take it every night but if I want like a really good sleep if I definitely like need a really good sleep I'll take ashwagandha at night and then I've been I just play around with herbs I've come up with this really really awesome drink and I'm making it into a tincture soon but it's kava kava Damiana um, cacao and a little bit of honey and it is divine Mm -hmm. and so I actually took some of that before this this call because I just wanted to be in a really it just brings me right into my body right into my senses Um, I, I took that at a festival recently and I just I was like wow this is better than anything you guys are taking yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was really nice
0: wow that sounds like such an epic combination i'll have to get some when you release it
1: It, yeah it's coming out in tincture form in in about a month or so and it's called this is bliss because Mm -hmm. it it really is (laughs) yeah um i'm trying to think if i have any other rituals they come and go. But, yeah, that's what's up for you now, I guess.
0: Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very much resonate with all of that. Mm. I've actually, okay. like, it's so <laughs> funny. So many people have been talking to me about nettles. and oh. <laughs> I've just been feeling, like, the call from that plant for the last wow. few months. And then I, yeah, I just keep hearing people talk about it and, like, sharing their infusions and I'm like okay I need that yeah and so I bought like a kilo (laughs) and um yeah for the last maybe week or so I've been sipping on infusion of nettle all day and I just I feel so good so much Oh, that's
1: awesome I just kind of see it as food really yeah it really does feel like a meal (laughs) yeah exactly like it's filled with so many vitamins and minerals. It's
0: just,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, and especially, like, cutting my water with it. Like, I'll be bringing my water. I usually just drink from a mason jar and I'll bring it pretty much everywhere I go and be like, what are you drinking? And for me, it's just, it's just my water, but it's, like, half water, half infusion all the time. Like, it's, That's I don't literally really literally what I'm
0: drinking right now. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> That's Middle awesome. With kind of, yeah, more water added to it. So it's, yeah. <laughs> That's perfect right next to me in a big jar actually so (laughs) we're very in sync i love that (laughs) oh so good is there anything more that you feel to share any other maybe like Mm. mm, big lessons or messages oh
1: yeah (laughs) i can talk about 2018 a little bit um sure Yeah, my years started with me um, taking a job in China to go teach English, and I was all signed up to go take a a breathwork teacher training down in New Mexico, and then I was going to go to Spirit Weaver Gathering while I was down there, and yeah, just be in the States for a little bit, and that was all going to be funded by me being in China, and this was all, like, of course, I I was able to do that because I took the break from offering my medicine and doing a business. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I have – I can do these things for a bit. And then I got to China, and I got so extremely sick, and I, I hated my job, and I I, like, needed to go home. Like, I could have stayed, and so there was this, like, really – intense fight happening inside of me where I was like, you know, if you go home, you're probably not going to go on your trip. And then I'm like, but if you stay, you're going to like hate yourself because you hate your job. You you hate being in this city. Everything is wrapped in plastic. It It, I, it was really intense. So me going there, it was definitely – very intuitive like i was definitely listening to my intuition that the job was handed to me basically and i had three weeks while i was getting my visa where my intuition could have stepped through and been like no don't go but there was none of that it was just like yes like yes all the way and i i do really listen to my intuition and so i was like this is amazing i was so excited and then i got there and it was just the opposite. It was... I hated it. And so I did decide to leave, which then I ended up not going on my trip because I... I had to heal from that whole experience. So actually didn't work at all for two months and just integrated. what I had just experienced... Because I was so low. I don't think... I've cried that much, like ever. I was literally on the phone every day talking to somebody, crying my eyes out because it was really, really hard time for me. And it was really hard time to like surrender and let go of like, how I wanted things to unfold because I had my plan, you know, I, I, this was my plan and I really wanted it to happen, but I also, it, it couldn't happen in that way, which is also funny. Cause I, one of my intentions for 2018 was to learn how to let go. And, oh my gosh, 2018 has literally been showing me physically how to let go because I, I would have no other option Like, my options were, like, you either actually let go right now or you just stay in pain. So I had to let go. I had to let go of how I wanted it all to look. I wanted to let go of, you know, feeling like a failure because I went there and I left. And, yeah, so then I got home and just had to, find my myself again but I also feel like part of why all this happened was to really push me back into the plant path because mm-hmm. I kind of drifted off of it and and obviously wasn't on my path because I got hit with huge like hard life lessons like slaps in the face <laughs> and yeah I'm back on my plant path and so yeah it's just been quite the year for me
0: mm-hmm. yeah so you just came back and you've just been dropping back in to your business y-
1: yeah, yeah and that feels it feels so much more aligned than it ever has and people are responding like at the markets people are really feeling it and I'm yeah so I think the big thing about it was very clear that, you know, when I took that break from herbalism, like I was saying, like, or from sharing my medicines, I wanted to make sure like this was, you know, real and from the heart and Mm -hmm. then going away at the start of 2018 and then coming back and approaching it differently. And then it being received the way it's being received right now. It's like very clear that, this is where I'm supposed to be right now and this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now.
0: Mm. And
1: also to not be attached to where it's going or how it's, how it's supposed to look in the future. Just be really present with where I'm at and just speak my truth as much as I possibly can.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think what I'm also hearing and I guess what I've been learning so much this year too is just the power of simplicity. I think we we'll yeah. really try and overcomplicate things and overextend ourselves and think, you know, the kind of FOMO thing like we should be here or we should be there or <laughs> all of these things that kind of happen and like come up for us. But yeah, it's been a big lesson of mine too, to just surrender to simplicity and and yeah. um and then in that space truth really does arise um yeah yeah we're just trusting I guess the different phases too that we go through
1: totally like in that two months like when I got home the healing that I did I've never I don't think I've ever done deeper work on myself so when I think about the money I had to buy my ticket home and then not being paid for the job all like the money you know and then I like kind of compare it to the healing. I'm like, this healing is priceless. So whatever whatever I need it to, to, to do to kind of bring me into this space where I have the opportunity to, to do this healing on myself, you cannot put a price tag on that. So then I'm in gratitude. I'm like, thank you so much, spirit, for slapping me across the face in that way so I could really get deeper, deeper into myself, you know? And so sometimes it just takes that really intense um you know it it felt like a setback obviously it wasn't it was just a hard lesson really hard lesson mm. yeah yeah
0: yep like it just we're just coming back full circle i guess to the yeah <laughs> <laughs> how the crisis points create radical shifts radical change when you have no other option you have to throw yourself all in and we're totally. such funny creatures that that's kind of <laughs> the main way we learn mm-hmm. if everything was fine and dandy you know we wouldn't have as much of an inclination to
1: <laughs> transform yeah. things. and like when big big hard lessons come in like that i always take note because usually they're they're hard lessons because they've been ones that the universe has been trying to get to you in in subtler ways but you haven't been listening so like okay like i hear you this time i'm not gonna make that mistake again you know Mm yeah (laughs) so true yeah yeah
0: um so if people want to connect with you and your medicines and yeah i think it would be so epic for you to have them online soon i would definitely love they're
1: coming they're totally coming
0: (laughs) (laughs) but in Um, the meantime anyway if they can connect to you and your writing and all of the beautiful instagram
1: uh, snapshots we get into your world (laughs) (laughs) thank you yeah, Instagram is definitely where I'm most active, um, so that's just isle, isle, dot rose, and then my website is islerose.com, and I, by the fall, I'll definitely have everything online, so, yeah, and hopefully in some shops, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, epic. Is that the direction yeah. you see the brand? Yeah,
1: getting in? I would totally. I, I used to have my stuff in shops in my old brand, which was called Emily Wildflower. And that was, yeah, my stuff was in st- shops then. So I'm definitely going to move more in that, that direction. So, yeah. Mm. We'll see where that goes. <laughs> yeah, so beautiful.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, it's been such. I just think your energy is so um, calming and reaffirming, and I don't know. Just yeah, I really feel that energy of Rose.
1: Oh, <laughs> thank you. I it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I love your energy too. You're very, you're very soft and very grounded, and um, create a really beautiful, safe space.
0: Hmm. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Well, thanks so much for this conversation. I'm so happy that you agreed to it anyway. And
1: yeah, thank really you so much for inviting me. People
0: hearing it and experiencing you and your medicines. Thank you so much.